Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Quirky Corporate Chicks podcast. We are your hosts, Dana Foster and Sherry Hayes, corporate life coaches in private practice. We focus on people who follow their passion and how their lives have been impacted. Real stories, real entrepreneurs, and lots of laughter as we look at where life has taken us. And today, we are very lucky to have as a guest, Danielle Jones, and she is the founder of Power Hands, and she has just been a go-getter and on fire here lately. Um, welcome, Danielle. How are you doing? I am doing welcome. wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Dana and Sherry. Really appreciate it. Yes, yes. I had heard about you, actually. You had inspired a, a mutual friend of ours. Um, Heather and she's the one that had put me in touch with you when I heard about your story I was like man we gotta we gotta get this lady on the show um, so if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit about how you came up with your idea and what led you to starting your own company yeah so number one I love Heather we uh, <laughs> we work together in um, our Medtronic days <laughs> Yes, absolutely love her. Um, she can fill up a room with her laugh and her accent, and it just makes me happy. Um, and, you know, when I asking, you know, everyone asked, how did you come up with this idea? How did you start the company? And, you know, it, it really, it was a, um, an evolution. I've been in corporate America for almost two decades with two monsters, um, Phillips Medical Systems and Medtronic. And I just, I look at the things that happened in my career from the ideas, um, the lateral moves, the promotions, the um, out-of-state moves, and the timing. I mean, I had like learned within several different disciplines, sales, marketing, operations, training and development. And you know, I was scared to jump after doing all of that. And, but I realized that, you know, it was really just preparing me for this entrepreneurial journey. And one day, um, my co-founder walked into the kitchen and he said, you know, I've been using this MacGyver-like technique on um, some of my youth athletes, as well as the professional athletes. And um, which consisted of garden gloves and ankle weights around the wrist. And I've just been getting amazing feedback. And so I said, okay, tell me more. And he said, well, I, you know, tried to find a comprehensive product that was out there. I've been giving out garden gloves and um, uh, ankle weights to go around the wrist, but I can't find anything. And so from that, we started brainstorming how the principle of uh, weight resistance and dexterity, hand-eye coordination, skill development, functional movement, all of those things apply to basketball. And so we decided that in the kitchen is where Power Hands really was birthed after having our daughter six months ago and getting married and moving into a new home. I will say that. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of change. Yes, a lot of change. So Power Hands was birthed at that point um, because we looked at the market from, again, just one vision, one market segment basketball said with our contacts, we could dominate um, in that area. We looked at the market size and the number of youth, of course, that played that sport across not only our country, but multiple, uh, multiple countries. And we said, we're going to go for it. Um, we, of course, did our due diligence uh, and found that 
there wasn't another patented product that was out there. So that was our first patented product, our Power Hands anti-grip weighted glove. And then we soon patented another product for um, the basketball market, which is our dribble sleeve. But really, when we started, I mean, we jumped and we thought we were going to land on solid ground, but we figured we were going to skin up our knees, get some bruises along the way, you know, kind of dropped blindly at some point and didn't really know where we were in space as we were falling. We knew that that was going to happen, but until you're an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and truly can say you're an entrepreneur, you don't really understand what that fall feels like. Mm -hmm. It is, I heard Will Smith, which was so awesome. Someone asked him about, um, you know, his recent skydive experience. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, you get, you get there. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to turn around, but you can't because they're whisking your way to get onto the airplane at this point. And you're looking at everybody like, okay, <laughs> people are down here expecting me to jump. These people are already suited up. He's like, and then you don't have time to think about it. You get on the plane, boom, they open the door and they count one, two, and they push you out. And it's like, <laughs> until then... When that moment, when they push you, your fear just completely ends. And that's what, you know, not that we're not afraid now, but because we've done it, we've actually made the jump. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. we're in it. And, and you, your, your fear kind of disappears from um, that point forward. And you, you just, you, you, you progress and you really just focus on, what can I do every single day to make this work? Because I know it can work. What resources can I pull together? What can I do to make this work? Did you ever feel like, was there kind of this in-between period that I would say is almost the anticipation of the jumping in, I guess, like where you're kind of like, should we do this? Should we not? And where you kind of just have like this uh, anxiety almost about, do we be all in? But then once you're all in, just like you said, you make and the jump the, the and you're like, oh, as well. okay, we're in. And then things, it's, it starts to get a little bit easier. Absolutely. And you'll have it, I, I feel like throughout your journey, because you'll get wins, then you'll get, a, you'll get five no's along the way, then you'll get another win. And so you, 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 you lose the, the fear, but you still have that, that, gut-wrenching um, those butterflies in your stomach because mm-hmm. you see that you're so close to your dreams. You see that you're right on the edge of reaching them and mm-hmm. why can't I just have the funding that I need to get there? Why can't I have the, the uh, expansion and scaling into the business model like right away? Why does it have to be two quarters from now? So <laughs> you'll, you'll always have that, um, yeah, that, that feeling of anxiety, but I think that's what pushes you as an entrepreneur. When you're in corporate America, you have a project, you have, um, of course, ideas and expansions and teams that you're a part of, but you kind of have a safety net Mm -hmm. with this. It's like, I mean, you know, whether you, you have a team or not, you're sailing, you're flying out there on your own. And you know what? Your team is on your back. So it's like, ooh, the added pressure is there that you cannot let them down. 
that you better do all that you can to, if you ever thought you were superwoman, you better make it happen at that point. And, <laughs> Get and that cape why, on. Exactly. That's how I feel. That That is my ongoing inspiration that, you know what, Danielle, no matter how, um, how tough the journey is and how much work is involved in the journey. So many people depend on you and your success. You have to make it work. And how do you, I mean, that's an awful lot of pressure to put on yourself. How do you yeah. keep yourself balanced um, to not let that, that worry, so to speak, kind of stifle your creativity or to be able to, to stay positive? Is, what are some of your go-tos? So it, my number one is faith. I mean, it, it is, it is a very tough journey and I didn't, I didn't do a good job telling you guys. So obviously said, I mentioned that we were in the basketball space. So, you know, we've expanded since then to multiple sports um, with a huge fitness initiative um, now rolling into rehab and now finalizing our strategy for technology. So I mentioned all that to say the vision has expanded the amount of work has expanded, the opportunity has expanded, but the demand is out of this world. So what, if it wasn't for my faith um, in, in the fact that just reminding me, no matter what happens, that I'm going to be okay, that I wasn't put on this journey or this vision wasn't given to me um, uh, to fail, that I have everything that I need to succeed, that path may look different than I want it to look. It may be more difficult than I want it to be, but it's all preparing me and making me stronger in order to handle the absolute blessing that's at, at the end. So that's one. And, you know, the other is I talk to myself a lot. Oh my gosh, I literally pump myself up. I, I, mm-hmm had a moment today. <laughs> Sometimes you have to give yourself the pep talk. Yeah. Really? I mean, I had a moment today. We had a, a huge event and I looked at my calendar. Uh, we had a huge event last night um, that was, was a success. And I looked at my calendar and I said, Danielle, why did you book your calendar? And it's jam-packed today. You travel tomorrow. What were you thinking? And I simply said to myself, you can do it. Don't let your mind think otherwise, other than you can do it. Mm-hmm. Push forward and let's go. Mm-hmm. So the pep talk and being your biggest cheerleader as an entrepreneur, because it's a very lonely, very lonely world, which is why we've seen the epidemic of, you know, people coming out, talking about depression, um, talking about suicide and those things with entrepreneurs, with, you know, um, uh, different celebrities, et cetera, that you would think they've reached a certain point of status, success, financial gain, and you think they have it all. No, being an entrepreneur and doing something creative and being an innovator, it can be a, a, a very lonely and demanding world. So you have to be your biggest cheerleader and have that grounded in a faith that is bigger than you. Um, and doing it, the reason you're doing it has to be bigger than you in order for you to sustain, in my opinion. Yes, I think that's such a, a valuable piece of a, advice. 
That's a theme I think we've heard in, in uh, the majority of our, um, uh, particularly with the creative entrepreneurs that, um, you know, people who've come up with an idea or, or continue to develop that, that uh, you know, the isolation that you feel and, you know, you're on the road, you're doing your thing and, you know, you have this family life that you drop into every once in a while, but for the most part, you're, the business is kind of running your life. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a, it's a tough juggle. What you got to keep that in check. Yeah, you do. And you integrate. I don't believe in balance. I've been saying that for the longest, you know, even when I was in corporate America, I don't know how, even when I taught sales training and development, you know, Oh, I went through all these courses about balance, balance, work-life balance, work-life balance. And I was like, this is a punch of bone. Yeah, the myth. <laughs> and now as an entrepreneur, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, Oh my gosh, I'm like, who in the world came up with that phrase work life balance? Like that is HR impossible. <laughs> right. You 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 I can see where the vision was to strive towards that, but in actuality, I mean, there's just, you know, especially when you're a driver, I just don't think there's any possible way for you to be giving your all across every aspect of your life that is a priority and of importance. So I'm going to have my, um, you know, uh, uh, highs and lows when -hmm. it comes to being a wife, being a mother, being an entrepreneur, being a friend, being a daughter, um, being a philanthropist. I am not going to be on the same level consistently all the time. So because I know that I'm in constant transition, that's really what keeps me sane. So I integrate that sanity into the ebbs and flows of my life, knowing that I'm in transition. And that's how I deal with the fact of tomorrow I have to travel and I can't give my kids the proper Valentine's Day celebration that I want. I would love to be able to make heart cookies when they come home from school, but I'll be gone. So what am I doing when we get off the conference call? I have their goodie bags that we're making for the class, et cetera. So I do my very best. And I also look at it as what my sacrifice is for the short term will determine my full happiness and output for the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be everything to everyone all the time. It's just not possible. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting. Like what you said, it's, it's like work-life balance. It's a, a thing you just strive for and it's an ebb and flow, you know, that you keep in the back of your mind because otherwise you do just become one thing. And, you know, most of the time, you know, as, as driven, driven people, you can get sucked in so easily to just working all the time. So it's good to at least have the acknowledgement that you play all those other roles and, to do the best you can, just like you said. You're always doing the best that you possibly can. Yep. And there's nothing nothing more you can give. How long have you guys been in business now? So almost five years. And, uh, you know, again, we started with basketball. We're now um, uh, in the markets of football, baseball, and softball. Um, any striker sports, so boxing and MMA, UFC, as well as uh, fitness. And then we just completed our clinical trials for um, a new product line that we will be launching into rehabilitation. So, um, and obviously we have our foundation 
a Power to Give Foundation, and uh, that is very dear to us as well. Very cool. And if there was one piece of advice that you would want to give anyone new to perhaps to starting their own business, what would be one thing that you wish somebody had told you that you could pass on? The one piece of advice in starting your own business is, is definitely uh, you can't be everything to all people. So yeah. make so sure true. that you have a very focused vision, you stay in your lane, and you deliver based on that focused business and staying in your lane. Because when you teeter outside of that, then your strategy and your vision for the core of the business starts to suffer. So when you start getting so excited about other markets and scaling into other areas that really are uh, supplement to your business and it's not, you're not nurturing the core side, then um, you'll see some profits decline. You'll see some customer loyalty decrease. So definitely staying focused and um, attacking things from a very uh, tunnel visioned standpoint. I think that's very true. I, you know, I recently read Jim Collins's book um, and he was talking about the hedgehog principle about, you know, the hedgehog only goes out when it needs to and, you know, it develops its strategy and it sticks to it and it survives, whereas the fox goes around and tries to tries to be crafty, but doesn't really, you know, get as much. And, and um, I think it's true. Figure out what you can be the best at and and go with that and and try not to deviate too much without a lot of research yeah and you know we um for instance uh there were markets that we had to uh divest divest from just based on purely looking at the business from a strategic standpoint we get people all the time saying why don't you do this you guys should enter into here and we constantly have to say no to ourselves because while it very much so could be a viable market, we have to make sure that we're nurturing the side of the business that already has a sustainable business model in place. Yeah. That does not mean that, again, we can't expand and grow and scale that model, but it absolutely has to make sense. It has to be the right time. You have to have the right resources and you have to make sure that, again, the core of your business and your customers do not suffer along the way. Mm -hmm. Well said. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something? You know, here's another thing. Someone told me, they said, find something that is made all the time and look at a component of what that could be. It could be an aircraft and look at an aluminum component and figure out how to manufacture it and make it. <laughs> you, yeah. They actually opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, when we, you know, people try to be so complex with their businesses and what they're creating. And there are billionaires out there that are undercover billionaires and multi-multi-millionaires 
that make a component of something. And so for me, that goes back to the principle of keep it simple and stop trying to make it so difficult, your strategy so difficult when you could actually achieve the success and the wealth that you want by just staying in your lane, having a small piece of the puzzle, doing that really, really, really well, and again, having success from there. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, one other thing that you mentioned too was that uh, you started this business with your husband, which is always an interesting dynamic when you work with the person that you also live with. <laughs> um, no, that's not interesting. I feel like I we could have a- another adjective. I'll use another. another adjective, not interesting, but go ahead. <laughs> Complicated? No, I don't know. Um, I feel like we could have a whole other, a whole other uh, yeah. talk on that um, some other time maybe. But yes. well, I want to say thank you for, for coming on today. This has been fantastic. There's definitely some good pearls of wisdom. I'll just say this for, for any, any couple that is, um, you know, they've made a decision to work together. Mm-hmm. Two, two things. One, you know, I, I feel that that is, it's Darnell and I, who's my co-founder, um, that it's part of our ministry is to let other couples know that you can do it. It's difficult. There's boundaries and things that you have to put in place, but it can be done. And two, um, I did this uh, quote in uh, Business Weekly, and it, I basically said, you know, never forget the reason why you chose each other for both jobs. That's the secret. Yeah. Don't forget why yeah. you chose each other for marriage and don't forget why you chose each other to be business partners and you respect the reasons within both of those areas. Yeah. yeah Cause not everybody's cut out for it. Yeah. No, not at all. And I understand why. <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I've learned so much. I've been taking notes. I think we're going to have to do a follow-up uh, and hear where you are in, in six months. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Um, congratulations to both of you for uh, jumping and starting your um, own podcast. I love the title of your podcast. So I wish you guys oh. much, much success. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. You are more than welcome. All right. Well, have fun. Uh, have fun with your kids this evening, and uh, hopefully, we will talk to you again soon. I will. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Take care. Thank okay. you, Danielle. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.